Welcome to episode 105 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers. Each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Disney+, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week we talk about the new Tetris film, we talk about Air, we talk about... The upcoming Zelda game, we talk about the fact that Kevin is away uh, on a well-deserved break for two weeks. We talk about me floating about in Chicago trying to find open mics. We cover a wide range of things. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes and Spotify, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing, all those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can go over to Instagram at The Endless Cast. Give us a follow over there and send us a message. If there's something you think we should watch, if there's something you disagree with, there's a great place to send a comment or a direct message and let us know. On top of that as well, you can go old school and send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Tell me about Ireland, Brian. Tell you about Ireland. Um, Yeah, as I was saying, we fixed everything. In the two weeks fixed everything. Gone. But uh, everything's fixed. Like everything. So like Everywhere's got five. I have, I have housing coming out my Everybody's eyeballs. got great internet. A great internet. We're all um, above the waterline. Houses. Too many, too, too many houses even, you know. Um, but it's not a problem because we fixed oh. everything. We just keep bringing in. Um, wow. Migrants. We have so many houses. houses now that we're just helping yeah. people. We're just helping people. Uh, they all have jobs. They're pumping money into the economy. They're being taxed, um, you know, at a kind of a sliding scale. Um, okay. There's just money okay. for everything, you know. Yeah. But as I was saying, um, it's kind of worse now because we're just like pets. You know, we're just... who Who's pets? That's the question. That's what I want to know. Oh, okay, okay. That's okay. what I want to know. So you're you're being kept so comfortable, you're not questioning how this I'm is I'm not happening. questioning. I mean, I'm questioning, but... You're questioning, you know, yeah. No one else... Is that a knock at your door? All right, we've got to shut this down. Marla, Marla, can I sit up beside me because I have a couch? Come up here. Come up Marla, here. Come on up. around. Come on up. You could do it. You could do it. Podcast. You could do it. <laughs> Come here. Up. up you get. There we go. Go. Yeah, there's Marla. There. there we go. There's Marla. Oh this my god. Now brought to you by me and Marla. Oh. Little snapshot there. Little snapshot. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get her her chew. I'm gonna keep her busy. One second. I'm gonna keep Oops. her busy. We got Marla on the dog cast. Marla, do Marla, you want to say, say something? What's your opinion on Babylon? Was it overrated or underrated? No comment. Oh Marla. Not a Margot Robbie fan. So much of this car. I'm now scooted over to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I visited um I visited my friend Matt DC. Shout out to Matt if he listens. Um he has mentioned it. Um he's been living here probably longer than Chris now. Um okay. and he's part of that group in Ireland. I think he came over a couple of years before Chris to San Diego before moving over to Chicago. Um but we went we went to visit him. And his family on Sunday, and we got manicures, which was fun. Um, I've never done that. I didn't realize that they were actually an affordable thing. Um, I, for I some got reason one in my head, before, I like, and the lady refused to paint my fingers different colors. Oh, that's yeah. rude. It's very, that's rude. Uh, 
very phobic. <laughs> she was just like, oh, no, you know, you, she was an Eastern European lady. She was like, no, you, you, you don't want to do that. And I was like, why not? <laughs> I definitely do. No. Um, and then we, we, yeah, we did that. And then we visited his family. We had uh, burritos. I have never had a burrito. What? Yeah. I can tell because you called it a burrito. A burrito. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it. They've never appealed to me. Every time I look at them, it's just I get like, it. That is a yeah. mass. Like it, it's I, never I don't like. I don't like messy food at all. But um, I like a good burrito now and then. Yeah, I've had other Mexican food stuffs, yeah. and uh, you know that sort of like it's a shitty joke that it's like, oh, it's all just the same. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember at least two or three times where we've gone to get food and you've vetoed Mexican because you're a big racist. Yeah. Um, I think... But I, I forgot every time. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. he doesn't like Mexican. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do want to couch that with like... I know, you're less exposed to... If people, people are know. going to Mexican, I'll go, sure, whatever. But yeah, if there's not, another option, I'll yeah, steer us towards yeah. it, yeah. Um, because just, as we, as we saw from Sunday, they said we're just going to Mexican, and I go grand. Um, it's fine. It's just it. It's what never, did you get? Uh, it was like a crispy chicken with rice, and I think there were jalapenos in there, and red onion, and there was a, some sort of sauce, cheese, and all wrapped up. Uh, yes. Guac. No. <sighs> Cheapskate. I don't. I don't. I have an aversion to pastes. I get you. Um, um, first time I tried, first time I had guacamole was in probably in a restaurant, and it was just too, it's too smooth, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't do it for me. I, I I prefer it to be like a mashed avocado, kind of a okay. bit chunky, and you know. Let me let me ask then. Okay, so avocado is the kind of the key thing that yeah. hasn't ever yeah. appealed to me. I get that it's basically a fat. It's a yeah. it's got a it's cool delicious. refreshing kind of thing. It. But it, I don't get much from it flavor-wise. So all you're doing is flavoring a butter substitute, right? With guac. What's in guac? Um, lime. Yeah. Garlic. Maybe a little yeah. bit of chili. That's about it. Okay. Maybe coriander, depending. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think the but, thing is, I like those. I like those flavors, but I just I don't. You can also just like, like deliver have it. Paste. On its own, you don't, you know, you can have just mm. avocado. Yeah. It's good. So it's like putting a slice of healthy butter on something. You know, if you were to like scrape, scrape a bit of butter, put that yeah. on some, some toast or something. It's delicious. I love avocado. Yeah. And then they just started making it more expensive because they were like, this is healthy and people like it. Yeah. Let's fucking yeah. make it expensive. It'd be like if chocolate yeah. was good for you. Chocolate is yeah. kind of good for you, but you get what yeah. I'm saying. I do. Well, all of all of that is to say that uh, Matt and his family have a Great Dane called Psylocke. And, Beautiful. Uh, you talk about taking up a lot of couch. Yeah. That that <laughs> animal. That animal took up so much couch. Um, lovely dog. I remember going to Dogs Trust years ago, looking for a dog, and kind of when he walked in, saw that they had a, a Great Dane called Zeus. I was like, oh, I want that dog so bad. And the cool thing was, uh, you know, I was expecting to get rejected because, you know, in, a, in an apartment and stuff like that. But, you know, they're reasonable people. Dogs don't need a ton of space. This idea that, like, 
you know, dogs need, they need all the space. A, they need a the massive house to run around. Crazy. Anyway, the the first dog they recommended or suggested was Zeus, and I think the only reason didn't get Zeus is couldn't afford to feed him really at the time. Yeah. Um, but they were like, yeah, he's big, but all he wants to do is like they're so big, they just they're like lions, like they just conserve energy. <laughs> Anytime they don't need to be doing something, they don't do shit. So they were like, yeah, he's a great apartment dog because. Sure, he will take up room in your small... Well, actually, the apartment wasn't actually small. It's a big enough apartment. Anyway, it was cool that they recommended a yeah, great day because yeah. they were like, good dog. <laughs> They're like, get this dog out of here. <laughs> He's costing us so much money. Get him out of here, please. Half of our donations go to feeding this great Dane. We need more Jack Russells. <laughs> to feed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that was very fun. Um, yeah, that was a fun day, um, and I, I got to I got to drive around a lot in um, in an old police car. Yeah, I was driving Chris's car, so that was the day that I was really getting used to it. You know, I hit the highways in it, and it was fun. The highways and the byways, so I'm pretty comfortable in that now, um, which is good fun. I did my first uh, uh, stand up open mic here on Wednesday. Um, it went okay. Uh, okay, it went okay. I talked to some people afterwards. Disaster is um, good too. You know. Yeah, it it went okay. Painful, except... but <laughs> you'd learn something from it. Yeah. No, I I kind of went up like it. It was about um kind of starting to get comfortable there, and I knew I did material that I found amusing, but I didn't necessarily think a good audience was going to find amusing. Yep. So I went up knowing that it was going to get a lot of like silent stares for a minute. I'm just trying to get used to, I guess. That's the other thing as well. Like, I mean, a lot of the time, a lot of time at shows like that, people are laughing just to show you they understand yeah. where you're going, whatever. So if you're an unknown entity yeah. and they can't figure you out, then you're going to get a lot of quiet while they're trying to figure out what is this guy. Oh, I, I went through the, um, I'm not a gale goer, but I went through like 20 questions from the Irish oral. You know, because the bit was, you know, like, I'm having to start over. All my material's no good here. I mean, Irish crowd work isn't going to work. And they go, sure it will. And I go, okay. And I was like, you know, uh, just blank stares for 30 seconds while I Irish them, which amused me greatly. Um, not necessarily them, but I had a laugh. Um, I got what I wanted. That's and all that, that matters. All that matters. I had my fun. Yeah. Though one person in the audience started like blah, 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 back at me, and I'm like, I should have fucking tagged it with like, no, 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 that's racist. We live, we live, and we learn. Um, but I like that the like, as I say, the seal has been broken. I'm going to try and do as many open mics as I possibly can. Um, I went to a show last night that um, uh, I showed up too late to sign up for. Um, I showed up just about eight, and sign up had been going on since seven, so there were like fifty people signed up. Um, but it was that's in a, too many. That's it's it's too many. It was in a VFW hall, two miles from here, and that was really like it was really nice once I decided to go because I just like I hopped on my bike. This whole town is flat. It was dead east. I had the sunset behind me, a little bit of music, and just buzzed over to this hall, tied the bike up, nice weather, and went into this. Maybe it was an. One guy's head was touching the ceiling, so it can't have been much more than six, six, you know, six foot six um, in there. 
Um, it was the basement of this hall. There were three guys playing like blues, like jam banding behind you. Um, it, they would accent your jokes. You know, you get a little bumptsh, or if they thought it was crap, they would play something. You know what I mean? So you were getting a kind of running commentary. They had a designated drinker on stage, and that person's job was just to heckle you, just there with a microphone and a glass, and um, they're just heckling. There was a snake in the room, a couple of old army dudes behind the bar selling $2 beers. Um, it was very fun. It was very fun. Um, I don't know how much... Like I watched a couple of people go up, and I'm like, this is not their set. This is just an argument with a room. you know, <laughs> Like a, a good-natured... Everybody shitting on each other kind of way, but it was like, this is not a set. This is, <laughs> it was three minutes as well. Like people had three, about three to four minutes. That's pretty short. Pretty short. Yeah. But, um, it was funny seeing the people that like were comfortable just riffing with a crowd and a band and, and just happily being shit on. And the people who were like doggedly sticking to their material, just bombing. Um, and you know, like, <sighs> It, it's not big or clever, but somebody's like halfway through the set and the drink is just behind going, man, you suck dick. <laughs> Ooh. And you, you want to come back with some jokes. You know, like it's, it's, it was rough for some, but it was fun. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not selling this entirely, but like, no, no, I'll send you, it, it I'll sounds, send, you, I'll send you a little video. Yeah. Trying to be edgy, but it's always trying to be edgy though, isn't it? You can't, you can't passively or naturally be edgy. Now you can have an edge. A person can have an edge about them, but edginess is always, you know, contrived, isn't it? I um think. I think I think there's a degree of subjectivity about it because I'm not particularly sensitive. But when somebody does stuff like that, I'm like, oh you're just trying to be edgy. But say my mother watching comedy who would have much lower tolerances for it would go, oh, they're just trying to be edgy at like a much lower threshold. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? see what you mean, yeah, yeah. But then I think there's a difference. People's edges. I, 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 yeah, I think, that's, I think that's controversial, you know. Mm. Whereas edginess is always... If I say somebody's like being edgy, mm. I mean it's it's a sort of a, it's a contrived force thing as opposed to somebody having a you know, less of a threshold for uh, uncomfortable ideas. There's a difference between somebody saying something that makes you uncomfortable, as in your mother getting uncomfortable because maybe she hasn't been confronted with a, a concept or it's something that's breaking a, a norm or a convention from, you know, her generation or her experience mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. so that. So there's somebody confronting your, you know, your perspective or your view or something um versus like that's what i'm saying is like it when we we say edginess that what we mean really is that it's it's contrived right yeah, yeah. we only really use so. it in that sense because yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah like when we say trying to be edgy we're talking about somebody you're always purposely, trying to be edgy. purposely yeah. hitting yeah every yeah you're always yeah. trying to sort of push the boundary of a concept or an idea or confront people with an alternative view of something um, even a, even like a, a, a simple knock knock joke is just changing your expectation of the thing, but like when you're picking a topic that is specifically controversial and saying a thing that everybody knows is going to be, and then you're trying. It, to it, it just it just kind of reminds me of like you know a common thread where somebody is 
not yeah. trolling necessarily, but is jumping to what's the most offensive thing I can say here right now. Mm-hmm. And some people love that. And I just, I, I, I always find it very cringy. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a kind of bunch of people in a reply saying, holy fuck, I can't believe you said that or you went there or, oh my God, that's awful. But that's hilarious. It's just like, yeah, it's, tired I think <laughs> um, yeah it's a little slow hanging fruit that's it I think it's shit you grow out of doing this mm. you know once you, once uh, well, you get better you at actually should, just getting you should laughs. grow out of it but a lot of people then think edginess is you know that's what I mean I, I have a no lot, a lot of doing it so I think a lot of people you know conflate edginess and like I said being groundbreaking or thought-provoking you know Mm. and they think if i'm always being edgy then i'm always being thought-provoking but you're not sometimes you're just saying awful shit just saying yeah just saying something terrible and it doesn't there's no depth to it it's very shallow Mm. and i think that's that's the that's the error some people make it's like well if i'm if i'm being shocking then i must be being interesting it's like no you're just you're just you know, you're just uh, giving air to an intrusive thought. <laughs> you right. know, we probably all have that thought somewhere, and we just kind of go, "No, yeah." You know, we reject it in favor of better ideas. When you just speak them aloud, you're not cool. You suck, dick. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong. That, that was that was a little callback there. Yeah, yeah. To say something is sucking dick is I both homophobic and misogynistic. Um, I was just making a little, it's just a little, little callback. Hmm. Explaining a joke now. Hmm. It's always good. Yeah. But you had fun. I did, yeah. Um, did you get up to anything this week? I went to see Air last night. The film, Ooh. not the man. Oh. What's the film Air? Film Air is about how the Air Jordan deal and shoe oh, came shit, to be. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it. It's funny. Um, I was just thinking about that in relation to the fact that the Tetris movie came out as well. It's mm-hmm. like, what are we yeah. doing? Um, <laughs> what what are we doing? Who who had the same thoughts at the same time? Anyway, um, how was it? It's good. It's very entertaining. Okay. Um. There's kind of a thing, I think, with a lot of the sort of like it's not that it's a prestige or Oscar bait type film, but you know, it's a it's a it's not even a very serious film, but it's a it's not a superhero movie, let's say, right? Right. And so it already comes with an air of prestige just yeah, by this not is cinema, being, uh, you know, based on a comic book or something. Uh oh. Um, like it's very good. Everybody's very good in it. Oh no, my internet connection is gone. Okay, should I narrate this? Should I keep talking while I try resolve whatever's going on here? So what you were saying um, before we had a little bit of technical difficulties is um, that uh, you were starting to talk about air, and you hadn't arrived at a point. This is fine. It's just it's it's just very forgettable. I just like I enjoyed it at the time. It's very entertaining. So you said you were um, starting to say that it sort of had this sense of like, even though it's not like a prestige drama, th- there's a lot a sort of there's a lot of it's not a there's a lot of just like drama stuff mm. comes along. 
I'm 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 more having a go at uh, Argo here because that film. Did that win Best Picture? I think it did, or Best Original Screenplay, or Best Director, or something. What a forgettable film that is, right? Um, Have you ever watched it again? I've watched about it about three or four times. Again? Really? Yeah, I kind of liked it. Okay. I saw it, and I was just like, yeah, this is, you know, this is fine. Mm. And people just fucking raved about it, and then I never heard. You've watched it three times, and I've never heard you talk about it again. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? I know what you're saying. I mean, um, you like it, and you've watched it three or four yeah. times. But I've never, I've never, you know, within a year of it, you know, coming and going, I never heard anybody talk about it again. Go, what a great fucking film that mm. was, wasn't it? So there's a lot of stuff that comes along and is entertaining mm. for a while, yeah. and then just utterly forgettable. <laughs> I think just doesn't stay with you. Yeah. I you get know? you. Um, and I do get that sense from air. Like, I, I, I felt yeah. like this is like... I, I little, liked it. Um, like, I, I, I would go watch mm. it. Like, I think it's going to be on Prime soon, so you can wait yeah. until it's on Prime. It's produced by them, so it'll be on that soon enough. But um, I thought of it as a sort of... If you're going to the cinema... and it would be a bit of fun, but ultimately pretty It is. Like, it, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But that's, that's the thing that, that kind of... I guess bothers me, you know, with the whole kind of superhero versus real cinema kind of mm-hmm. debate. It's like this stuff that comes along and gets, you know, the thumbs up from everybody and it's just as forgettable as. Mm. And I, I'm not saying that in defense of superhero films. I'm saying it as can we all just fucking not be, you know, stuck up about yeah. this and just watch stuff and just. Do you remember, like, I mean, I don't know if <sighs> I'm looking back on this now. I I watched The Way of Water during the Oscar season thing. Which one's that? That's again? the Guillermo del Toro oh, right. Avatar. Wait, what am I? T- <laughs> the Shape, Shape of, water. of Water. Apologies. I watched The Shape <laughs> yeah. of Water during the 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 Oscar season for that, and I went, "That's fine. Yeah. I like Michael Shannon." Um, yep. But I don't want to watch that movie ever. That movie's nonsense. The, the, this is kind of back to my thing of awards yeah. being nonsense because all, awards are just a. Uh, a campaign yeah. you know they they campaign they they schmooze behind the scenes i'm glad when kind of underdoggy stuff you know I, i'm really glad everything everywhere mm-hmm. won because yeah. there's a there's a other story to that yeah. you know there's uh you know first time a malaysian woman has won an award on that scale um you know that you know that there's lots of kind of underdog elements mm-hmm. to it and it's it was the most original film that came Absolutely. out in a long time so it's cool to see the mainstream kind of accept something that i mean there's a kung fu fight while two people have dildos up their butts yeah and we gave it best picture that's fantastic mm-hmm. <laughs> that's progress one of them's not even a dildo <laughs> up the butt one of them's just like a fucking award when, on a springy yeah, arm or something was it? Like, i mean it's 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 shaped like yeah, a yeah. butt plug no but there's something yeah, else is like yeah. There's something else hanging out there, but it wasn't a butt plug. There weren't two of them or something, was it? The other one's a trophy. One is the award that she yeah. has, and then the other is... Man, we have talked about this a lot. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we've talked about it enough, um, to be honest. But, I, I, uh, but I anyway, look, I'm, I'm glad when something like that wins an award, even if there was a lot of campaigning behind the scenes, yeah. because at the end of the day, like you've got a predominantly older, wiser... Uh, academy and they all saw this film and went yeah, yeah. 
fuck it. <laughs> I did. I did see that That's the cool. the air air was a spec script from somebody that had watched the Last Dance, okay. and that uh, you know, despite everything, in terms of like the story or the narrative or it doing something good for somebody or furthering someone's career, it was a spec script. And despite everything that happened after it, they gave the guy who did the original draft sole credit as the writer, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool because oh, I think it's pretty good because like Affleck and everyone else that took a swing. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I really, I really like this. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm taking this film as a, a jumping off yeah. point for a, a different conversation that I have with myself right. all the time. And I'm kind of saying it out loud now. We can get kind of back, back to the film. I really like the mm. film. Like I said, yeah. go see it. Um, everybody's very funny in it. Jason Bateman is just, he's a master of the like kind of exasperated deadpan delivery. He, he's a great moment where he's, he's, he has a line and it's just, it's pure Michael Bluth. Mm. And it just, it's, it's fucking brilliant. He's class. Um, everybody in it is great. Um, I would say also watch The Last Dance, obviously, and watch the Tinker Hatfield episode of Abstract. Have you watched Abstract? No. What's Abstract? Tell me about Abstract. Abstract is... How many episodes is it? Is it eight or nine episodes? It's a Netflix series right. about design, but different aspects of design. So they speak to an illustrator in God. one episode. They speak to a set stage designer. They speak to costume designer in an episode. Um speak to Neri Oxman who is very much she's very much Diana Prince like she is Wonder she Woman is, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced she is a superhero and Neri Oxman is just her I'm not I'm just making a stupid yeah. uh, she's, she's very pretty she's a professor and a biologist and uh, other stuff oh there's two seasons of this multi multi hyphenate it's very good, but uh, there's an episode with uh, Tinker Hatfield who created a bunch of the Air Jordans after the initial one. Right. But I think he was the he's kind of credited with you know the most iconic, other than the the mm. first Air Jordan, of course, but with a lot of the kind of iconic Air Jordan designs. So that episode is about the how you know his design process and like how how he worked with Michael Jordan, or at least, you know, took input from mm. him when he was designing a bunch of shoes. But, um, yeah, watch The Last Dance and watch watch that um, as a nice little accompanying pieces to to this. That's, That's good. great. Yeah, no, I'll have to check that out. Um, it's very good. It's um, There's an illustrator who does a lot of stuff for, I think, like Time and The New Yorker. Um, so it's kind of covering their process, even if it's a discipline you're not necessarily interested in. It's just it's cool to kind of see stuff up close. We should actually have a conversation about that because, like, as much as like as much as great as a designer Hatfield obviously is, and like that's what the episode's about. I think what you can't really ignore is like. Jordan was a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And not only was he like a once in a lifetime kind of talent, but the moment he arrived as well, mm. you know, there was just kind of a perfect convergence of, of a lot of things. But that's a different conversation again. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's would like would that shoe have been as big a hit without the without the tie-in with the the moment and the brand and the the star themselves? Yep. Um, you know, otherwise yep. it would just have been a shoe. Um, and even even like that couldn't happen again today. Even if even if a player was to come along and you know be mm. ten times what Jordan mm. was, it just wouldn't happen again because it was such a shift back then. You know, it, it, I can't think of a way that it could be all over again because we feel like we've seen it. You know, yeah. I, mean? I don't. I don't know. I guess. Like, I mean, yes, that particular instance is unique. Um, but we've seen athletes over the 20th century become, you know, these massive well, that's what I'm saying is that, in time. Um, they are, but they're never on the same scale, you know? Even even if they were to be a big... big Do you want to check that? Or was it a door closing? Um, even if it was to be... Even if there was to be somebody greater, yeah. we've... Collectively, we were like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we've seen greats come in. Come and, come and go. I'm not saying that we'd be bored or jaded by it. It just would never reach the same level of kind of singular. Mm. I hear you. Um, I tell you, my my key takeaway from this is uh, there's eight episodes in season one of Abstract, and I have never watched this thing, and I am going to watch this thing. Um, this this <laughs> it's is, great. This is me feeling like I it's missed really something. Twenty seven. Um, yeah, I can't believe I haven't seen it. That's been mm-hmm. on there for six years. Uh, I'm sure we must have talked about I, it. Maybe we talked about it ourselves, but we weren't doing the podcast, you know? Um, we, we weren't maybe. Uh, aggressively recommending content to one another. Um, but you'll watch some episodes of this and you'll be like, how... You feel like some people just like moonwalked into a fucking dream career you know mm, it's just yeah, like yeah it's like how did how yeah. how the more impressive thing is like the connections they had to make what they do happen yeah. at all the fact that they were given an opportunity and it's just um it's not really fresh in my mind now so i shouldn't say too yeah. much but there's definitely like I'm, I'm not saying anybody in there doesn't deserve to have an episode they do but I, I was just immensely jealous, basically, is what I'm saying. Just going, how? There, there, was, there was so much more than, you know, you, like talent and vision going on. There's the opportunity. Because like, some of them, I can't remember now specifically, but there's this is a whole conversation then about, you know, like, is Jeff Koons an artist? Mm. You know, I would say no. He's a... He is a studio of people. He has an idea. He walks in and he has a bunch of other people execute, yeah. make stuff. Um, but then, you know, in a sense, Bowie kind of did the same thing. But I think Bowie was definitely an mm-hmm. artist, you know. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, where where does it begin and end? You know, if, if, if I pull a bunch of people together and it's my vision and my idea. Mm. But then at the same time, you can't just come along and say, like... Hey, let's do YouTube, but like change a thing about it. It's like, you know, yeah. like saying, like, what if YouTube didn't have censorship or something? This is a real thing I saw somebody saying. It's just like, yeah, you, 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 the amount of, you know, input you would need to make something like that happen. You shouldn't get sole credit for just saying, hey, let's take yeah. a existing thing and change a thing. You know, you've, you've, Bowie, artist, 
Coons, not an artist. <laughs> yeah, no, just just immensely jealous watching Abstract because it it it's a fantastic show. It's great to see people's processes and mm. stuff. And at the same time, some people you're just kind of looking at. Some people get so much acclaim as well for doing stuff. And it, it very much is that thing where you're just like, hang on, I, yeah. I guarantee I guarantee a thousand people on the street have this idea. You just somehow have the connection to, particularly when it comes to something like um, set or stage design. Yeah. It's like, it'd be like if I, if, if I just think of the wildest thing right mm-hmm. now, the idea itself is nothing. It's the execution of it is the impressive yeah. thing. And it's the fact that I would have to go to carpenters and engineers and stuff to, to make it happen. If I, if I said, uh, imagine if uh, there was uh, like rain indoors in like uh, 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 rainforest, but the, the rain falls upside down, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just make that yeah. happen. Uh, make gravity, flip gravity and just, just make that work in this one. What? specific instance What's a little and then a bunch of people go away and make it and it's just like oh what a genius mm-hmm. yeah he, he, had he inverted gravity yeah. yeah i mean fuck it i i invented 3d printing peace invented youtube i i, I solidly he invented the celebrity gets interviewed while playing with puppies i i solidly and sat in the canteen in dunleary one day just noodling my head after doing like a 3D printing or a, a 3D animation class and just went, all we need to do is translate like X, Y, and Z to a little gantry rig and heat plastic and translate that from the point. Like, I I didn't know that anybody was doing this, but yeah. I sat in the room. But you stumbled upon I it yourself. I sat in the room and thought yeah. through the mechanics of what it would take to do that. Now, did I understand all of the engineering required to make that happening? No, happened. No, but I, but this thing, I independently like, like Steve, Steve, described the process. <laughs> Steve Jobs gets credits for a lot of ideas that he had nothing to do with the execution mm. or understanding of the, the framework underneath it. He just insisted, hey, yeah, make it happen. And then a bunch of people went and made it. And it's like, yeah, but he, he insisted on it. So he gets the credit. It's like bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is, I also invented QuickTime events. In video games, mm-hmm. like I mean, I, I I came up with that shit on my own. So you're to blame. I, sorry, you know, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. Who was I? How was I to know that yeah. they would overuse it? Um, it just seemed like a way to make fights more dynamic. Um, and it did for a while. It did. It was yeah. fun. Um, Shenmue was great. I mean, when I saw Shenmue, it's my aged head horribly, exploded, but it's great. You know, I was like, they did the thing I thought of. Um, is that the title of this week's episode? I invented 3D printing. Uh, yes. Or uh, I'm unappreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's a bet. Um, I I think it's funny as well that like, man, we're so so. I don't know. We don't. We didn't have a topic, but um, I yeah, we I, never do. I, we're not supposed I strive to. for I strive for versatility and variety in my artwork. I try and draw different things mm-hmm. in different styles, and that. I'm pretty sure that hurts me. I think if I was drawing the same thing sure. over and over and over and over again. It absolutely okay. does. Yeah. So what do I do? I don't want to draw the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I mean, you, you keep something for yourself, mm-hmm. what's interesting, and for commercial reasons, you, you make your money. Yeah. You just do the thing that appeals 
the the lowest common denominator, the mass appeal. But you don't do it for yourself. I mean, you do it for yourself in the sense that you. you want money. Do you remember the um the like the posters I do for Bag of Cats, where I've got all the little cats drawn and an outline? Mm-hmm. I put that on a. I think Society Six or something like that. Society. I just uploaded that pattern there, and it's like on cushions and cups and things. And I'm just like, "Oh, that would sell. People would like that, you know." Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. Well, do I just start drawing more and more cat patterns? Like it hasn't sold. Find one thing and stick with just it. Just keep drawing cats. Mm. The the I think three people independently messaged me after the mob comedy show on Thursday night in Dublin because they do a section where they pull you know little like anonymous notes out of a bucket and they agony ant basically and somebody somebody's message was something along the lines of uh, uh, a guy I was going out with would kiss me then meow and the host went was it Aiden from Bag of Cats this this cat thing is getting out of hand <laughs> and it brought me back to it brought me back to like two three years ago when the naming of the group came up and somebody suggested bag of cats and i came into the group chat and went can we do anything else and like i made a little google <laughs> form and a poll of like other names and the voting arrived bag of cats and it was just like i have cats my little whatsapp icon is a cat people are going to think i did this you are a cat guy, I, though. That's I am, thing. yeah, but it's just like it, yeah. it was. And cat guys are weird, as everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now I am. I mean, once it was what it was, then fuck it, I'm committing and I'm going to push it as hard as I can um, to to promote it and stuff. I'm just going to start a rumor as well, right here okay. now, that uh, you've had surgery to make yourself look more like a cat. Listen, as well. I just. And I can see and it, like I've said it, and now I can see it. Now, now I, I'm looking at your face, I'm like, yeah, he did. I can see where he mm. did. Oh my God, it's so the true. whiskers. It's so true. Um, you heard it here first, and he didn't deny it. So. I didn't deny. Uh, I can see the headline on the National Enquirer. <laughs> Weekly World News. <laughs> Catboy. <laughs> Catboy spotted international. Catboy and Catboy and Bat Batboy. Yeah. Oh God, does that thing still happen? Does the <laughs> Weekly World News still a thing? Um, it's probably online. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. Weekly World News. That was I, I. I've never bought an issue of it, but every time I was in a news agent, I would like pick it up and like, what is yeah. this? Yeah, <laughs> my my brother would buy the National Enquirer and occasionally the Weekly World News. Um, he just found it very funny. Um in both instances bat boy is far and away the most popular thing they've yeah. done like i've just typed in weekly world news it's and it's uh, weekly world news weekly world and then weekly world news mm. bat boy slender man admits i was anorexic <laughs> it's good satire um weekly world news the world's only reliable news Easter Bunny Union cancels the deliveries. Oh, holy shit. It's it's Easter weekend. Oh, shit. Is everything closed tomorrow? It is. Um, over there, probably. We did away with all that stuff over there. Uh, um, I know that um, 
No, yesterday there was a lot of stuff closed, but I was like, it, it only occurred to me Good Friday. But I was trying to buy lamps. I was in a bar yesterday on Good Friday. Oh, oh yeah, they opened up. That's good. Yeah. It had a, a Nicolas Cage themed evening. I have no idea why. I don't know why. Oh, that's, that is odd. What was the bar? Babe. Uh, the Friary. I know that bar. I think I have been to that bar. Um, uh, did you get to see John Wick 4? No, um, I might go see it today or tomorrow. Okay. I rewatched, I tried to rewatch three during mm. the week. I just got kind of bored. Yeah, you know? I was like, scru- uh, not scruff, Chris was rewatching all of them. Um, so we, uh, I caught the end. I caught the it's end. It's frustrating that like the Ruby Rose was a the, what a waste of time. Yeah. Um, the biggest criticism of the first one is that like after the nightclub scene, it's just sort of. Mm. I was like, well, at least if they make a sequel, they'll fix mm. that. And they did. No, they've just doubled down they've on, made on three the, sequels now, and they've doubled down on. And then the next one's longer. It's, like it's almost three hours apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm. Like I'm kind of exhausted by the, the like, the the rhythm of the fighting, and yeah, they they really didn't have anything to add. It's kind of frustrating. And what the fuck? I I this happened at the time. This occurred to me at the time. Mark Dacascos is doing one thing for like the first half of that movie, and then it feels mm-hmm. like he started watching Barry, and suddenly he's no Ho Hank. Yeah, he's a cartoon character by the yeah. end. Yeah. He he yeah. just turns into like, I think Barry had just been out. Season one or two, um, you know, he just turns into yeah. NoHo Hank. And I was like, why are you, why are you doing this? And how did this? How did you change this in the middle of the fucking film? Um, because he turns into that sort of admiration for John Wick. We're the same, you and I. What a great fight! I'll be with you. And there's 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 editing and scripting choices. I'm just like, did I don't know? It's it's. I don't want to be as derisive as to say like a movie made by stuntmen um, needs a scriptwriter or something to review because. But it has a scriptwriter. Well, it's yeah. it's so got the guy who did, you know, he did an episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is very much just John Wick set in Madripoor. <laughs> um, the. That was good. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's. Um, what am I trying to say? Um, there's that, the when Dacascos dies at the end. He's got a sword through him, and John's walking away. He's like, "I'll be seeing you, John. No, you won't. I just got to yeah. catch my breath. No, you won't. I'm just going to fall out." It's like just one, one tagline and walk yeah. away. Just yeah. Why? Especially when he takes such a long pause to say it. He's like, "You won't." Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 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 a wasted opportunity. Yeah, people are having fun though, I suppose. So it's not the end of the world. I watched the Tetris movie. Any interest in that? Um, Silence would indicate no. 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 <laughs> uh, it's more or less the same concept as uh, Air, isn't it? As Air, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I won't watch yeah. it. Just do I have any interest in seeing it right now? No. 
It's a Apple TV thing. The guy's name is Hank. Hank Rogers. And no ho Hank. No ho Hank. Um, do you know what? I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I had a lot of fun. It's like it's Apple TV. It's it's like made for TV, I guess. The the visual effects in it. There's a point where like you know the Red Army is scrolling past Gorbachev, and you're like, that is the blurriest, CGiest tank with the most wobbly flag, you know. And there's fifty of them, and it it really does look bad. Um, they couldn't archive footage. Something. I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't look great. Um, there's there's car chases in it as well, where it's like, oh wow, that is a that car is moving to like that's a CG car, basically, is what I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, there's something very artificial about it, um, because it's all artificial. It's a lot of background replacement. It's a lot of whatever, and it does feel like it's um, like if it was a if I was watching a TV show, I'd go fine. Um, but it's important yeah. to be a big budget movie. Um, and it's not. There's fun things in the car chase, like where they hit into things and they kind of turn into like 8-bit graphics and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's cool. I can kind of understand why you're... Like those moments are good, but when it's like buzzing by the screen and looks so soft and floaty and not in the ground and um, just not real. Um, but I don't know how much of the story at all is true. Like I don't feel like there was a car chase to get out of the country. Not a lot of it, I would no. say. But it, it is a fun idea that there was a... a uh, like a, a rights battle the world over trying mm-hmm. to get into Russia to to secure the video game and the arcade game and like defining what is a PC, what is a video games console, what is an arcade machine, what is a handheld. Um, it's a fun time in the world. Um, so I enjoyed a lot of it. I, I, he is playing a weird kind of Forrest Gumpy kind of character that like you are watching it going, how do you have no concept of what communist Russia means? You should. The world was terrified of, of the Soviet threat. Yeah. You can't be walking into Alexei's apartment completely oblivious to the fact that you are a danger to him, his family, and yourself by doing this. Um, maybe he he was this naive, but um, I'm watching the moments in it going, you can't be this silly. You just can't. Um, uh, it seems to indicate that Alexei gets out of I mean he gets out of Russia because 89 happens um, and I guess the two guys stayed in business together with the Tetris company which is great it's working really quite nice I, mean, I hope the guy's getting paid because uh, you don't think so Um, Probably not. Yeah. Um, one would hope, I guess. You you played the like. But the I can tell you, he is. If you want to believe that, I want to believe. I want to believe. You, what was the Tetris game? You said was the Tetris yeah. effect. You like that though, don't you? That is that is spiritual. Genuinely, mm. it's uh, it's incredible. I don't um, think I have ever have played, played Tetris. You have. I don't think I have ever when I when I you, played how could you not Let me explain. Uh I No. No. I on. had a I had a Game <laughs> Gear in the nineties and it came with columns 
and it was colored. I never owned a Nintendo machine until the N64, and I played. Tetris. It was color based, and you had to match. But they had columns. You had to match colors. Yeah, I remember columns. And then somebody columns. handed me Tetris on a Game Boy in black and white, and I did not so know what the intent it. was. I did. I didn't get so how it, it worked. Up. So I looked at it for like 30 seconds. Being bad at Tetris and never having played I get it, you. not the same But thing. I didn't understand the idea of like getting a full line <laughs> no, I get it, and the yeah. thing yeah. disappearing. So when I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to be matching, I just handed it back to them. And that was the end of me ever playing Tetris. I get you. Um, and you still don't understand it. I under I, I understand the okay. game now. It's I understand okay. the intent of the game. You can, you can just tell me. It's okay that you don't get it. But I the have not experienced... Are abstract. The Tetris effect, if that makes any sense. Uh, you've probably experienced it in other ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. The sort of what flow state type You're of thing. You're probably still playing Call of Duty after you stop playing Call of Duty. Oh, interesting. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. I think the, the closest thing is like the, the VR thing we did um, with zombies. Um, yeah. I think we talked about that where, you know. There were nights like when I was working in a bar and I'd go to bed and after a busy night, I'm still taking orders and giving change and doing oh, yeah. Yeah. maths in my yeah. head. So I'm still doing the activity I, long I've, after. And that's that's basically the same. I've woken up and my arms I'm were packing trolleys in the cash and carry. Like I've yeah. woken up and I'm like shifting my arms left to right. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And it's like I was, I was packing trolleys. Yeah. Um, Still doing yeah. stuff and yeah, um, fucking weird. Uh, I remember with GoldenEye, I think GoldenEye was the first time I experienced it with like a non Tetris type game. I was just playing it so much that like when I closed my eyes, my brain was just playing it on autopilot, you know. Mm. Um, so you've probably experienced it. Obviously, it's, it's not the exact same thing, but your brain's still doing the activity that that it was previously doing. Mm. You've seen the Tetris Effect trailer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because we've, we've talked yeah. about it a wee bit. And about the, the actual study. And like the interesting thing about that study is that people who can't create short-term memories have a memory of playing the game because of the Tetris Effect. Oh. So people with some sort of cognitive impairment that can't create short-term memories, they played Tetris for... I think four hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And they, ex- they basically still experience that Tetris effect thing where their brain is playing the game in their head. So even though that their brains can't make short-term memories, there's still some function somewhere in the brain that can. Right. So what's impaired isn't actually the memory. It, it's something about what's making right. the memory, the mechanism or whatever process is going on. So even though they can't make a memory in terms of like a conversation or something they've had, there is still some part of the brain that does have that process or function or ability, which is fascinating. I mm. think. That their ex- experiences still get stored somewhere. Yeah. Somehow, even in people with brain damage. That's interesting. Or like I, I was listening to somebody talking about um, uh, their father with dementia. I think was was like his short term memory is like gone. But if they do stuff enough, it like channels into long term, and you know they're able to know what to do when confronted with the situation because it's stored in the long term. 
I, I, I enjoyed this film anyway. Um, I liked, I liked mm-hmm. the little 8-bitty graphics. Um, I was really glad that I liked Taron Egerton. And because I remember liking him kind of when he started, but he's been through like that second Kingsman film was dog shit. Uh, Robin Hood, mm. horrible. Rocket Man was fine. Um, that's got him back in good books. Yeah, Rocket yeah. Man. So, um, like I'm looking at his list of credits, you know, and like there's very little that I like really like. I like Daddy the Eagle. I know it's a stupid film. But he came at it with the like that same sort of naive, um, sort of charisma, likability to him, you know, and and th- that's what he's bringing in this film. So he is likable. Uh, so it made it fun. Plus, you know, it it is funny seeing guys like making him sign an NDA before they pull a sheet off the Game Boy. You know, it's it's um, it's good fun and feeds into all of the nostalgia. And that the world seems to be going through and loving at the moment. And always is, really, I suppose. <sighs> because of the horrors of the present. Because of the horrors of the now, yeah. You always want to think back to the, the youthy, youthiness when you had nothing to worry about but homework and recreation. God, I hated homework. Didn't you? I did, mm. indeed. It's the worst. Well, it's the worst. It's the worst way to teach people to learn. President is right. <laughs> Miggledy Higgins. Yeah. Hmm. Homework really should be just, uh, you know, we had a, a lecturer in management accounting. Right. And she, she gave us like, uh, she gave us a PowerPoint slideshow, said, print that off staple it bring it to class right this is the entire year and it it was only like nine pages she was like this is the entire year this is what we will be covering this year in the subject Mm -hmm. she's like print this off staple it put it in a binder bring it to class when i'm explaining a particular slide in class make your notes on this thing with a class twice a week i think she was like 15 minutes after the class, read over this stuff. Just make sure you understand it. Refresh your memory. 15 minutes before the class, whether it's the next class, you mm-hmm. know, like whether it's the night before or whenever, but just for 15 minutes before the next class, look at what we just looked at last week. Mm-hmm. So we'll break down each slide over two classes. Essentially, the homework was 15 minutes afterwards, just quick revision, like, do I get this? Do I understand this? 15 minutes before the next class for 15 minutes, just read it again. Make sure you get Mm. it. Fantastic. Mm. That's the extent of what homework should be. You know, here's the thing we cover in class. 15 minutes later on tonight, here's some quick exercises that you should be able to do if you've understood what we've covered. And then... In class, the next day, we'll just quickly go through this stuff. And it's no big deal if you don't have it done. If you don't understand it, ask me. And then that will be the subject of today's class. Mm -hmm. Because I have failed (laughs) if you don't get it. Assuming that you're actually paying attention, trying to pay attention. um, Or not being intentionally disruptive. 
that's homework. Anything beyond that is bullshit. Bullshit. I hear you. Evening time is for Tetris. Evening time is for fucking Tetris. I won't be able to do homework. I'll have fucking tetraminos <laughs> coming up my eyeballs. I love that word. Tetraminos. Great word. Great mm. word. Did you see any of the Star Wars news yesterday? I heard bits and pieces and I watched the Ahsoka trailer just before we did this call. Um, like, you know, the Ahsoka trailer looks decent. Um, but trailers always look decent. Yeah. I am not really clicking with the latest season of The Mandalorian. I was know. thinking the it same. It just feels, it feels aimless, goofy or weird or something. It's just... It's a lot of... I'm watching it, it set it, people up for their own series. Like, that yeah. green pirate yeah. fucker is in the Skeleton Crew show. Okay. I was like, right, so we're just, we're just... That's just about setting that shit up, right? Okay. Old Greg. Old Greg, as you call him, yeah. Um, this whole season just feels like, you know, here's the pilot guy. Let's remind you that there's going to be like an X-wing police show. Here's the here's the. It's, it's the exact guy, thing so that we've kind of the... identified with the Marvel stuff is that there's too much of it because the platform, the platform machine needs content. Yeah, yeah. Give it content, and that's what we're seeing. And that's why things feel rushed and less tight and less focused. And that announcement, I don't know if you saw the timeline they announced. So they, they I don't know if each, I don't know if these are each going to be. Who is Mangold is doing something set twenty five thousand years before the first? Is it Mangold? Mangold's involved, yeah, Mangold? yeah for sure. So yeah. let me just read out the the, the Dude, timeline. Please thing. give me a I'll recap. Give you a little recap. So I'm not entirely sure that there's a movie associated with each of these things. I feel like the last one, there's an intent for like a trilogy, but there can't be a trilogy with it's each a, of so these things. So it's projects, essentially. Yeah, so they have... Here's some from upcoming... The beginning, yeah, they'll probably change depending on how things progress. Maybe. Yeah, I think they're identifying them as... Maybe I'm wrong. I think they're identifying them as like areas of time in which to set stories. Okay. Or maybe they're individual fucking films. I don't know yet. Dawn of the Jedi, looking at the first Jedi to use the Force... The Old Republic, the High Republic, Fall of the Jedi. We're already at four time periods. Haven't we seen that? Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, the New Republic, Rise of the First Order, and New Jedi Order, which is where Daisy. Okay, so this sounds like they've come up with titles for arcs. Yeah. Sort of like the Infinity Saga, the Kang Saga. So what are some... Yeah, because Dawn of the Jedi... So these are probably entire projects. They'll probably be like a spin-off show, a film to, you know, anchor everything and then lots of spin-off content until they're on to the next. But it's it's a hundred percent the opposite of what the world has been saying, which is there's too much of this stuff you need to focus. Mm-hmm. So if the if each of those are an individual film, seeing one guy learn to be a Jedi and think he's gonna teach that on in a 90 minute to two hour film which will be it'll be three hours let's be honest um that's not enough time dawn of the jedi should be an eight-year arc of three films do you know what i mean like actually take your time with it and make something good the old republic again yeah happy to spend time there but 
we've got nine eras in which to do things. And when the world is telling you, Disney Plus, you need to focus on making high-quality things with high-quality people, you just announced a tidal wave. And it would even be fine if there was, you know, if they're just letting people know what direction they're taking. But this is like, if, if this was like the next 30 years, you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. This is, this will keep being going till I die. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that they said. But instead, it'll probably, it'll probably be within the next 10 years yeah. and it'll be too much. And, well, well, they they said, you know, uh, this is, this is a long timeline and, you know, it, it's going to take a while. But then they walked Daisy Ridley on stage. So it's like, well, I guess the new Jedi Order is happening sooner rather than later. Right? You don't, walk her out to promote shit everybody wanted what happened to the x-wing movie with um i i hate i hate not liking her because it lumps me in with all the people that don't like her because they're dorks kathleen kennedy or daisy ridley kennedy uh ridley ridley i don't know shit about i mean i know shit about kathleen yeah i just she's boring (laughs) she's kira knightley 2.0 i love that so much just i know i know you do i know no, you do, buddy. It's, it's, it's my thing. Snooty English women being I, rude I, to me. I'm ambivalent more than anything. I'm just... I'm just saying stuff for the sake of saying stuff. Yeah. Um, Filling the air. I, what I'm saying is I couldn't give it. Well, that's unfortunately... Because... I don't, I don't mind that she's back. To me, she's kind of the Chris Hemsworth Not that I dislike her, just the, just the Star fact Wars that the... The new sequels were pretty bad, bad, is my thing. She's the Chris Hemsworth of the Star Wars universe, which is to say the franchise is going to keep her alive as an actress. And every so often she'll go off and do projects that are all right. And then she'll do another Thor movie. And that'll keep the the status up. Like Hemsworth's projects outside of Thor and the Avengers stuff, they're not... I mean, have you gone to see... What is it, Rush? Was that the... Dinky Lauda film? I did watch it afterwards. I didn't see it in the cinema. Did you think it was great? It's good. It's all right. But it's good. It's, it's good. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Spiderhead? That was also okay. Not great. It's fine. Yeah, it was, fine. Yeah, it was um, fine. I Extraction was good. It was as good as John Wick. Yeah, let's just keep moving. It's fine. That's the different thing. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, hey, 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 you're you're already walking back what you said about. I three I'm years trying ago. to. I'm you, trying to you move and on. Kevin I think it's. I hate it. it. I really don't like it. I'm trying to soften that so we can move forward. It's weird. It's it's bad. weird. No, it's really no, bad. No, let's, it's it's let's a keep. Let's keep picking. At it's this. a stunt show reel. It's no good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Except it's trying to be a movie. Not, nothing wrong with being a stunt show reel. I watched that too. new Mando episode and it's such a cartoon episode. Like Jack Black is giving Did you watch this one? Mm. Mm. Well I Yeah, I had it okay. on. Um I I saw Jack Black and Lizzo. And I saw the fight at the end. And I liked the fight at the end. It was fine. It was more the. It was more the. 
I was beaten by the thingamajig, and then she beat the thingamajig. And does she not? Does this not make her the thing? Because she did the thing that did the thing. It's like who fucking wrote this? Yeah. And I was fat. Not make this but it feels like he wrote it very quickly. <laughs> I and because honestly, I like I swingers. To, like and simply adding that, the phrase, swingers is great. I don't know why they didn't add the phrase, like she defeated. And took from him the dark saber because she did. She defeated that guy with the dark saber. So make that point, and say it once, not four times. And the green grass and blue sky fight from a low angle made it look like an episode of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bad shot to end on, even if it's trying to be epic. It was a pretty yeah Windows ninety five. I was surprised paper. because. Howard directed a good episode. Mm. It was the Mando episode of Boba Fett, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't yeah. think and a lot of good. the episode was bad. I just think that was a dodgy choice nope. of location because there's very little visual interest. Like, why wasn't the yeah. why wasn't she set up with those ships behind her looking badass? Do you know what I mean? Like the with the big fucking spiky wings. Yeah. The, the the guys were having lunch and they had a flash a guy, in the a, car park. There's <laughs> two guys throwing a football around. Like, yeah. I, I commented on that when I was watching it. I'm like, listen, I suppose these people have to chill out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, just tossing a ball around. Um, I do think that the fight was better than, like, I like that they've learned that they can use the fucking jetpacks. Because you're watching the first episode of Boba Fett, and he gets surrounded, and you're like, you have a jetpack. Just fly just away. Up. Just, just fly he away. He gets surrounded, and there's buildings either side of him with, like, a 10, 12-foot roof that he can land on. And it's like, just up there. Just get up there. You'll have the high ground. We've learned that in the Star Wars universe, that equals winning. I don't know. I, I want to be really positive about things. I try to be. I really am trying to be these days. Except extraction, it seems. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's weird that you can be so forgiving of all of the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. Because you're a I, dork. I could. But extraction is just that that one thing too far it's not it, it's that's i mean i said it was fine i think it's more the fact that you keep <laughs> insisting it's good and that's what bothering me <laughs> it's uh it's a solid action film and there aren't a lot of those there's very few of those being honest lots of action films mostly fucking garbage mm. this is a solid action film agree to disagree no okay disagree. Um, <laughs> you disagree to disagree um the the I was really happy to see Christopher Lloyd. That guy's 84, 85. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um and I did like I guess it didn't really go unnoticed that it was like, you know, the older actor gets the role that sits the entire time. <laughs> he doesn't even turn around to face them. No. He's like he has his back to no. them. <laughs> you, you especially notice that go like yeah, like Stanley in his later cameos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that's going to have to be on set for ten hours a day in a number of different angles and different takes is like just put him in a seat. They're going to need to sit. Um, though he did have that walking in to be sentenced scene, and it's like actually, you know, he's moving pretty well there. But I guess I wonder how 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 much range he has or how much time he has on the feet. I'm just probably transposing my father's limitations here, though. Good for three or four minutes on his feet, then needs to sit. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, you have Dick Van Dyke, who was surfing in his 80s. And did he just do The Masked Singer recently? I have no idea. I think I think he did in a very weird way. 
Um, How does he do it? It's all that adrenochrome. <laughs> that must be it. Yeah. Slurping baby brains. That's it. Eating children. <laughs> um, <laughs> we. <laughs> I've read, I've read that a bunch of times. It's only when you say it out loud. It's just like people believe this shit. <laughs> Holy God. The, um, there are people out there with jobs that believe this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's people having an impact and a say that think celebrities are slurping baby brains. <laughs> Slurp them up. <laughs> <laughs> I think the podcast should pivot pivot into just QAnon stuff. Just oh, if you're going towards QAnon, it's not a pivot; it's a quivet. Yeah, well, that's what my tongue did because it's yeah. stupid. <laughs> it wasn't deliberate. It's funny. Um, look, I'm going to watch all the Star Wars stuff. Uh, Jack Black was a cartoon character, and it's really jarring next to watching something like Andor. Um. When you're coming from Stellan Skarsgård's model. But there was only really one good episode of Andor, and it was Skarsgård's monologue. The rest of it was pretty bleh, if I'm being honest. It, I had to, I had to try watch that show so many fucking times. I know you did. It didn't it didn't appeal to you. I love it a bit. I really, really love it. I've watched it a couple of times, happily, and I've listened to, to additional media about it. Um, there's a particular podcast Chris shared with us, um, that breaks down the music and and what the composer's doing episode to episode, um, which is pretty good. I liked that a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Andor, and I liked what it was doing. I liked its tone, and I liked the serious with which... Uh, I like what it's trying to do. I just don't think it did it well. That's the thing. I think the podcast is called... Strong songs with Kirk Hamilton. Maybe I'm wrong here. Um, I'm just that could be about anything. Yeah. Um, I I just googled it. It's not necessarily the link that uh, strong songs. I think it is. I'm yawning there, but it's unrelated. Okay. It's not because we're talking about Andor. It might be the way you phrase that made it sound like it might be. It might actually be. I want to go see Sisu. I want to go see Dungeons and Dragons. I want to go see uh, John Wick 4. Uh, what was the first thing you said? Sisu? The Nazi hunter thing? Sisu? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. Sisu or Sisu? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know. I've got a bunch of movies I want to go see. I'm, I'm also... I'm going to... So, yeah, I'm looking forward to my, my first American cinema experience here. Guardians here is I'm out here. next month. Oh, Guardians is out as well. Christ. The Mario movie is out as well. Mario movies up. Um, so there's loads of movies to go see. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Cutting from this because I feel like I'm complaining too much about cost already. I don't want to spend the money here. No, nah, I don't. Even I don't want to spend the money here. I'm <laughs> complaining too much about cost. But like, I was cycling home from that gig yesterday. And I thought I'll stop into a shop here, buy a packet of biscuits, just to have a cup you of tea and biscuits. a biscuit. I love a biscuit. And I, I went to the shop and I. Found do you want me to send you digestive. sixty cent bourbon creams? I would love that. You probably don't genuine, have those over there. A double genuine, pack. I would genuinely love 60 that cent for a double pack. That's I walked, the steel. That's how I got fat. I, I walked into it. I would regularly. I 60 cents into, for two for a double packet of biscuits. I walk down to Tesco th- every three days and buy a pack of bourbon creams and have four to six of them with a cup of tea every night. 
and I don't know how you stop at four to six. I would eat the whole. Packet. I have to take them out and put the packet far from me, and then sit in bed. I would just get cuisine. up and get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where we're different. I stop at six biscuits. And I want what I want. I want. What I want. Um, but there are four hundred ninety-five calories in half a double packet of Jaffa cakes. I know this because I ate a half a pack, half a double pack, which is a whole pack. Um, I went to buy ago. biscuits. In this you shop. have to leave all this in. I know, I do now. Um, <laughs> pack of digestive biscuits. What do you want? What do we want to say the price of? You didn't even get nice biscuits. You just got digestive. What digest? Chocolate digestives. What do you want to say the price was? Um, what are we talking here? Like normal size packet, or uh, you know the sort of short, like eight inch one, six eight inch one. Four dollars. Five dollars and sixty cents plus the tax that was going to hit it afterwards. That's some bullshit. And I, I had You're it. You're talking about hands. six bucks for a packet of chocolate digestives. Five dollars sixty cents, probably six fifty. Um, I. That is ten times the price of a sixty cent double packet. I had it in my hand, things. staring at all of the biscuit options. I thought America. And when I thought I thought sugar was cheap in America because they want everybody to be you know complacent and obese. The, What's going on? The only option is because you got $2. digestives. There you go. No, it's because the you only got option borderline health that was out of under two dollars were some weird Scandinavian fucking dry, gross cracker thing. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I I put it back. I didn't. I went home and cooked some eggs. I, That's very sad. I I couldn't in in that moment. I could not in my head justify. No, there, there is $6. no lifetime where I will pay six fifty for digestive biscuits, no less. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah, I can buy a box of Maltesers for the four eggs cost me seven dollars for a dozen eggs. <laughs> At least they were eggs. Cinema's going to cost you about 40 bucks. I'm not going to the cinema. Because you love your snacks. You love your snacks. I'm not going to. You're going to get your popcorn, your three liters of Coke, and maybe a hot dog or something, uh, or ice cream. Cinema's going to cost you 40 bucks. I tell you. Enjoy. (laughs) I tell you. Like, I didn't realize the exchange rate was like one to one at this point as well. <laughs> so there's not even an exchange rate to consider. It's just costing me that amount of euro. I used an ATM and there was a three dollar fee. What? Three dollars to use an ATM. Mm-hmm. What a nightmare. Yeah, I might be home way sooner than we thought, guys. <laughs> Cause Um, there, there's gotta be, there's gotta be cheaper stuff around. Yes, there has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, I'm not. Yes, you find those solutions. Look, I I cooked a week's worth of food for sixty dollars. I just wanted some biscuits, and I went, "That's crazy." And I'm conscious now. If I send you bourbon creams, will they be dust by the time they get to you? Like how how secure would the packaging have to be? But you see, it's going to cost. How much is it going to cost to ship bourbon creams? Oh, hold on, Chris is getting on a plane. <laughs> you need. All right, hang on. You need. You you there for four months, sixteen weeks, packet of biscuits a week. That would that do you? 
a double pack a week. You could stretch. You could stretch one pack being a double pack to two weeks. You could get sixteen worth weeks worth of biscuits for less than ten euro if Chris can. Uh, if Chris can fit them. Shh. Um, I've sent him a message now because it's whatever time it is there in Ireland. Um, asking him to bring bourbon creams because I have my priorities straight. Yeah, you do. Um, you biscuity bastard. There's Marla. Hey, Marls. Hello, Mar- Marla. Oh, oh. Oh. Oh, Any video game uh, news? Um, I am on my third playthrough no of Resident Evil 4. Yep. Okay. Um, so it, that is, is to say, it, I've played it two and a half times. Is it different difficulties each time? Uh, at the moment, no. What I'm doing is I'm I'm unlocking all the weapons. I'm max upgrading them before I attempt the harder difficulties. I want to then get a feel for which which weapons I want to use on my my playthrough. Um, I unlocked the infinite knife, which makes the game. Doesn't trivialize it, but it makes certain encounters easier, uh, a little less stressful. Not necessarily easier, but less stressful for sure. Because um, my knife now has infinite durability; it doesn't break. I don't need to repair it, meaning I don't need to spend money on repairing it. Meaning I can spend that money on upgrading the other weapons. So that's fun. I unlocked a costume. Which basically prints. It's a frilly white shirt and tight purple pants. So why play in a cop uniform when I can play in tight purple pants? You like what you like. I do. And Tears of the Kingdom is out in like a month. Oh wow! Is that next month? That's crazy. Is that? I feel like we've talked about this a little bit. I'm not excited about it. It's it, it's basically Breath of the Wild, but they've added a building mechanic. And a, like a, a, uh, a height element, they've added. I think an underground element. Okay, they've added a kind of a sky island above the main map. Yeah, I think. And then they've uh, added this crafting object mechanic, right. which I'm sure will be nuts and really robust mm. and in depth. But some of it just looks dumb mm. i'm still gonna play this i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna you're like gonna it, love this presumably. by the end of the yeah so that's our next month i don't know if I'll, i i don't know if i love it right but especially like that I'm, I'm on more i'm on board with the fusing mechanics so there's a part where you know you'd weapon durability in the first game and it's fine for the start because there's a sort of a survival element to the story where you've a wakened after a hundred years yeah. and you have no resources and you've got to like scavenge yeah. scrounge yeah. And kind of build and resource manage and that's fine for a while but by the end game your weapons are still breaking and it's tedious right it's really really it's a great mechanic at the start yeah. but i think past the definitely past the like three-quarter point in terms of like doing stuff it's like this is is boring because my weapon breaks and I just have to stop the action to select another weapon and you end up hoarding your really good weapons and they break anyway as well and it's just in Resident Evil has a a, a knife 
that you can use yeah. to parry stuff you can use to get out of instant death kind of situations and stuff the knife breaks you can spend money to fix the knife yeah but you can also unlock a knife that won't break right it's great so on my first playthrough i didn't unlock that until my third playthrough yeah on my first playthrough i've got the and it's a shorter game but i've got this knife that breaks i eventually stopped repairing it because damn i'm kind of going off on a tangent you can unlock an unbreakable knife yes Breath of the Wild needed something like that. Yeah, right? a, yeah you get the master, even the master sword can kind of break. All you're doing is busy work by having to, yeah, by having to like yeah. rebuild. It's fun at life. the start yeah. in terms of like immersion because you're like, oh, I've got to, fun. I can't go to this area because it's too cold. I can't go here; it's too hot. I've got to cook a meal so that I won't freeze to death in this part. Or if I find the, if I find the fleece lined coat, I can go to the Arctic area. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. it's fun. But then after a while, it's just like this fucking tedious. Yeah. So their solution to that is this crafting thing where you can just like get a stick and a rock and now you've got a stick and a rock. Yeah. But the weapon the weapon literally looks like a rock on top of a stick and it's just it's it's goofy. I'm sure it'll be fun. They've hinted at like two different things you can make. You can make like a flying hovercraft thing, you can make a car. Yeah. Just by fusing stuff together, but I, I'm not playing Zelda. I don't for Yeah, I I saw the a, clips a of like Zelda riding around on a ro- riding around on a motorbike and I'm like that's kind of world breaking and, right? and even the mo- even the motorbike is kind of okay in breath of the wild because you've got this kind of ancient technology kind of thing so there's this four giant walking hmm. puzzles and in the story they belonged to like uh, there was a champion from each area and they were all gifted this like ancient kind of technology so it's this kind of like it's a mech but it's kind of made out of stone yeah. and it it looks the part. It's like this ancient kind of technology. And it's like, but yeah. Link, yeah, and it's like Link is a champion. So where's his one? And then they add this kind of motorbike, and it looks like a it looks like a horse, unicorn yeah. kind of made out of stone. It fits. Mm-hmm. But then in Tears of the Kingdom, they've they've shown him driving around a fucking car that you cobble together from yeah, stuff. It's, it's like, like a that fucking raft from a pirate, like so yeah, Tommy Robinson and the, raft. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be kind of fun, but I would have preferred if they just had a new franchise with this mechanic. Yeah, because I'm playing I'm playing Zelda for the the kind of medieval fantasy yeah. role play exploration and stuff. I'm not playing. I'm not. I don't want Minecraft in my yeah. my Zelda. Yeah, I have no interest. I hear you. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. Yeah. Definitely going to play it. I'm going to like it. Am I excited about it right now? It's a month. Away. It's a month away, and I'm like, mm. cool, whatever. Mm. Whereas I was quite hyped this right. time six years ago for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that was a new console, oh. a new new world, and new whatever. We we know what. Yeah, we know what Zelda on the Switch is. Yeah. yeah. Watch me eat my words. <laughs> Come back next month. <laughs> yeah. Ryuichi, I was gonna say. Go on. Because I don't, I think, I think it happened maybe between episodes, or we didn't discuss it. Did we discuss it last week? Go on. Ryuichi Sakamoto, composer, Japanese composer. No, he passed away. Oh, what did he compose? Yeah, very sad. Um, he did. I think most recently in Hollywood, he did The Revenant. Um, he did some stuff in some anime. He like some of my favorite tracks. Um. In a anime called Wings of Honamis, I think it's pronounced. Right. Um, some great music. 
Um, he did a lot of kind of like synth inspired stuff, mm. but he was like classical kind of composer. Okay. Um, you definitely know some of his yeah, stuff. Yeah. But he passed away on, I think it was on the 28th oh, of March. That's sad to hear. So, but I, yeah, it's kind of, it's a, uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen many people talk about it, which is kind of sad because he was, yeah, he was immense. Um, I did see the guy from S Club 7 died. There's a line in the High Fidelity film. I don't know if it's from the book or if it's just in the film. I haven't read the book. You know, when he catches the two kids shoplifting. Yeah. Have you seen High Fidelity yeah. recently? Or Not recently, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a, I can't remember what the... He catches them shoplifting from the shop and he catches up with them and he empties the bag. And I can't remember. He, they... They have two records, but one is Ryuichi, Ryuichi Sakamoto, okay. and then the other is maybe some hip hop or something. Is like Ryuichi Sakamoto, and yeah. you know, let's say Run DMC is like, what are you shoplifting for other people or something? But then he re- he finds out that the kids are cool because they've got this eclectic. Cool, they they like Ryuichi Sakamoto, and they like I can't remember what the other thing in the line is, but it's he gets a shout out. It's cool to see him get a a shout out on that. When I saw the film the first time, I was like, <gasps> I know who that is. <sighs> Cause I'm a fucking dork. Cause I was like, it's me. I like Ryuichi Sakamoto and whatever the other thing was. Except I'm not a shoplifter. I would never. Wouldn't you should steal some biscuits. I should steal some biscuits. It's fucking. Do you know what is funny? Yeah. A couple of times we've got on buses. I got on a bus once, and Kat, who was staying with us for uh, ten days, uh, she's got on a bus a couple of times, and the Ventra card, which is their like leap card. It's really twitchy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to top, top up. It's not liking our mm-hmm. debit cards or Irish cards to top it up. Um, and then, like, you can... It just takes a flat fee. So when you get on the underground, you just, like, tap for it once, hand it back to me, tap for whatever. So you just need kind of one card. But um, it's being twitchy, anyway. And a couple of times, bus drivers are just like, fuck it, get on. You know, they don't... If you're holding up the line, they don't give a shit. Just get on the damn thing. Let's go, you know? I've had that happen in Dublin a couple of times when the machine doesn't work and I get on to use my leap card. And it's like, it's not working, so just go on. It's like, yes, free bus. <laughs> I mentioned it very briefly there, but like the Paul Cattermole from S Club 7 has died. And mm-hmm. they announced a reunion tour a little while back. And I went, okay, one of these guys has clearly... This is a Michael Jackson situation. Actually, oh, you think it's uh, drug abuse? I don't know. But like, isn't that what happened with Michael Jackson? He was like Propofol. taking Sons of Painkillers because he was doing so much rehearsal for this upcoming right, tour. Right. So you think uh, and like probably similar thing with Prince? I think happened. He wasn't going on tour, but he was taking a kind of a cocktail of yeah painkillers, painkillers and stuff. Yeah. He he is the one that looks most out of shape. Okay. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with whatever the hell happened. But what's funny is I'm trying to work out which one he is. Like, there's a picture of S Club Seven, and there's seven of them. And then there's a picture of the reunion, and there's eight of them. And I was like, wait, what happened? Did they lose a member and reintroduce a member at some point? Or, like, did they trade someone out at one point to keep the seven thing going? And now that they're doing the reunion tour, they brought back eight of them? I really don't care about this conversation. (laughs) What I'm saying is, um, they seemed to have a spare, and S Club 7 are still going on. Did I tell you my S Club 7 story before? Go on. It's only tangentially related to S Club 7, but um, it involved the school run in the morning. My dad would drop me 
my brother and my sisters to school. And this is around the time when S Club 7 are a thing. And it was definitely one of the worst parts of my day in the morning when the radio was on because I fucking hate radio, particularly morning radio. And I had to... I was subjected to S Club 7. And then when the DJ comes back on, he's like, this is S Club 7. There's like, what is the S for S Club 7? Oh my God. And then him and somebody else are just having this back and forth about, what is the S for? It's like, yeah, does anybody know the S I was just, it was, it was bad enough that I had to hear the song. It was like, I know what it stands for. I fucking despise this genre and your fucking program but i know what it stands for how do you not know what the s stands for i fucking know why don't you know you fucking idiot and that was in the morning and i was still mad about it later that day and i sent an email saying as much to, to them and they read it out the next day <laughs> and they said they, all right brian they said down. the most they said the most brilliantly devastating thing uh, it, it, it cracked me up so it was me ranting at them saying like how the fuck do you not like they didn't include the swears obviously but it's like how do you not know what it stands for i know what it stands for like you know ranting at them basically and they went okay um well uh hope life starts treating you better in the future <laughs> what a way to put me down just like you you sad you sad man that you're so upset about this. I think you're right. And what does the S stand for? Uh, I've forgotten. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>